0: Anatrix, a humiliatrix, and a sadist. And a sadist is someone who loves inflicting pain.
1: I am Gray, your other co-host. I am a Dottie dom, a service top, a mindfuck specialist, and an impact specialist. Welcome again to Beyond Vanilla Bean. Thank you for coming.
0: And today we're going to talk about the, D- D- oh, actually CGI.
2: What is it? <laughs> today we're going to talk about CGL, Caregiver Little Dynamics.
1: And we are going to be bringing in some guests with us today, since she's already spoken. This is Jazz, and we also have Squirrel. Hello. They're going to help us discuss more than the gloss over that we talked about last episode, but we're going to go into a deep dive this episode and talk about uh, caregiver... Little. Little relationships. Uh, the most popular part of which is usually heard as DDLG, Daddy Dom Little Girl.
0: Alright, so we'll start with Squirrel. Squirrel, who are
3: you? Uh, hi, I go by uh, Squirrel in our uh, community. Um, I don't really know what else to say about it.
0: Can you tell us? How did you identify? Yeah, I
3: identify. How long have you watched uh, that? How long have I been in the lifestyle? Mm -hmm. Mm, That's a little bit of a tricky question, so we'll start with the first one. Um, Apparently, I'm more of a daddy than expected. Um, I've been curious about the lifestyle probably for a year or two. Um, Didn't really get into it until this year. So it's only been the last few months of actually being active.
1: Okay.
3: Very cool, very
1: cool. And Jess, how long have you been in the lifestyle? How do you identify? And tell us whatever you like about yourself.
2: So I am definitely a little, and I'm also a brat. Um, sometimes I can be submissive, but that's really just me deciding to be good. I'm mostly a brat and a little. And I have been in the community since 2015, and interested probably since... 2013 2014 but I didn't know how to really get started and learn stuff and find people like minded people until 2015
1: so we have just a few questions about uh, the lifestyle side you're talking about today which is DDLG and so first start us off what does DDLG mean so what is DDLG so um
2: DDLG is daddy dom little girl But more importantly, it's a subcategory of CGL, which is caregiver little, which includes all, in case you're a mommy with a, like, a little, like, mommy little girl or mommy little boy or daddy dom little boy or daddy dom little girl.
1: So CGL is the overall category.
2: Okay.
1: That works. Because... So my submissive yesterday, they mentioned in the conversation that she found someone who identified as a mommy, and that had been the first time that I'd heard of it. So mm-hmm. it's really? nice hearing that there is a, a larger category mm-hmm. with, within which the other subsets could fit. So.
2: Yes. So CGL is the actual dynamic, yeah. and that's why that would be, so that way there's more. Um, in case you're not a daddy dom. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think at the base level, CGL is... Well, somebody's doing the caregiving and somebody is receiving the caregiving.
0: Mm-hmm. So, what would you say drew you to this type lifestyle?
2: Um, So, what drew me to DDLG is i i found that when i was in little space i was able to relax like all of my daily stressors and just anxiety and well stress just kind of melted away when i was in little space because i didn't have to worry about any of that stuff it's also a place where i feel more vulnerable and more open because i'm trusting somebody else to like care of me and take care of the adult things that I don't have to think about for whatever time that we do it. Um, we're 24-7 but sometimes it's more intense than others. Sometimes I'm deeper in little space and he has more thing- <clears throat> things that he has to do. Uh, <laughs> I'm less independent sometimes <laughs> than other times. I would probably say I'm only completely independent when I'm out in the vanilla world.
0: Okay. Squirrel, is that about the same for you? Um, no, actually, um,
3: probably wasn't up until... It probably wasn't up until uh, actually meeting Jazz that I was able to put, like, uh, a label on how i was in relationships because i did she noticed right away and i had a couple other friends that noticed that i was very caregiving in my nature i was always worried about you know my person making sure like their well-being taken care of because i've had a lot of friends that just you know would forget to eat and uh, I'd like forget to stay hydrated and all that And it's just like, okay, please take care of yourself You know, like a, like, a, like a good daddy would And just be like, just please And I'd even at some points uh, A friend of mine who was a few states away I'd hook her up with food a couple of times a week Because uh, she has uh, ADHD So she would just legit forget to eat Or not want to fix anything So I was like, let me hook you up um so when I met Jazz uh when we first started talking about all this it's like you really have a lot of daddy characteristics because or just caregiver in general characteristics and um so when she was telling me to just be more myself uh, around her and I think that's really what started getting us more into that dynamic and me coming to terms with that apparently I'm a daddy and not as much of a Dom so uh, yeah I, I guess that's my answer <laughs>
0: so I have a follow-up question all right that is there a do you when you're in little space are you at a certain age or anything or um, or does it kind of vary or what what is that so
2: I would say it definitely varies I would say I never get above the age of, like, maybe like
3: uh, seven-ish,
2: I would say. Yeah, maybe seven-ish. Yeah. And I think the lowest I really get is, like, two... I mean, if that. You mostly yeah. just
3: get uh, nonverbal when you get super quiet. And that that's not even, like, an age thing. I could just be... Hey, you know i'm socially done talking for the day and <laughs>
2: yeah sometimes if i get the deepest i get in little space is i just kind of stop i just i stop talking um he has like put me in my pajamas before he's even given me a bath before because i'm just like this i'm done now nah, i'm done <laughs> but um yeah i would say probably i go between four and six or
1: seven creating your dynamic uh, what did negotiations look like as you figured out where you two were going to go within your relationship
3: I guess I'll go first on this one um, <laughs> well it kind of all started when we first got together I think it was within the first week uh, we had a pretty deep power exchange um, it happened naturally so she, she kind of thought, like, she's had a rough time, I guess. I don't know how you would describe it. But, like, not really wanting to be submissive with people unless it was the right person. I'll let you explain that better.
2: Um, so I've always liked the idea of being submissive, but I've never been with a partner that I think I trusted enough to actually let go and not be in control and just, like, open myself up to them. And there for a minute I thought that maybe I wasn't a little or submissive because I couldn't, I didn't, I was comparing myself to other people who I know that identify with those dynamics, and I wasn't the same. And I started to think that maybe it just, I wasn't. And then I met Squirrel, and I did realize that, um... I did realize that I could be submissive, but even more so as our relationship's gone on, I've realized that I can be little. I just needed the right
1: environment,
2: environment to do it.
3: Mm-hmm. It took us some time to uh to actually sit down and uh actually talk about some like rules. Uh, potentially doing um, she was interested in having a routine. Um. Because I guess that's a little more of a thing that you had mentioned littles have versus uh, you know a sub or something. Um, so I you know written up her a routine to start trying to get into uh, wrote up some rules. Uh, so we took a couple of days. Uh, finally, was like here is our rule set, here's the r- routine, and here's just some other like random like protocol stuff. Um, so we thought about that, we agreed on it. Um, and then kind of as it went on from that point, we started, like so I guess in a way you could call it like the trimming of the fat. So like, cause you don't want to keep doing something if it's putting a strain on your relationship or dynamic. So like if, so we just found out something didn't work, we just like, all right, like we talk about it for a minute, you know, the negotiation process and we're like, okay we just we won't do that if we need to take a break from it to see if there's a little bit of a like just getting used to it you know we'll do that but uh, so after I think that was kind of over the summer uh so from then on we've kind of stuck with what we have now and it's been pretty smooth sailing after that
2: I guess from my perspective what negotiations look like Um, after we had our first initial kind of we call it an exchange Um, after we had that first initial exchange we decided to pursue a relationship and then after pursuing the relationship after we had our exchange we decided to pursue a relationship and we spent a little bit of time just strengthening our base relationship um, because we we wanted that to come first, developing our dynamic a little bit more and seeing what kind of worked for us. Originally, we were going for dom-sub and daddy-little. And so then we had, like, the protocols and the rules that would come with a, dom- a dominant-submissive relationship. And then we also had, like, the routine and caregiving type things that would come with a, da- a DDLG relationship. And we tried them both out to see what would fit and what wouldn't fit um, we tried things like reward system versus punishment system because I'm not a big fan of punishments um, and we just kind of weeded out the things that didn't work to where what we had left was what did work and while we went through this whole process we kind of kept everything not set in stone, so we didn't say we were strictly DDLG or strictly Dom and Sub or anything like that. We were just trying to figure out what fit, and then once we figured out everything that fit, then we went forward with our dynamic in that way, and it's been going really well. We also waited until we had everything figured out. Not only I talked about it and then tried it and figured out what didn't work, but just kind of had a good thing going before he collared me.
0: Can you you share with us if it's not too personal... (laughs) um some of your protocols and uh rules that you do abide by now. They're just like one or two. Just an example of each. So our listeners can have some idea.
2: Right. Um, so what we've actually come to realize is we have a less structured relationship. That's what we that's what I ended up needing was less structure. So we have kind of basic rules, like, I have to let him know where I'm going, and when I arrive, places safe, just so he knows I'm safe. Mm -hmm. Um, and... I kind of check in with him before I, like, do things, to see, make sure that, like, I'm available, and that he didn't have anything planned, and stuff like that. But, for the most part, it's really... We don't have a very... Like, we just don't have a very structured relationship. Mm -hmm. When something does come up, then he'll, like, correct the action then. Um... And then, other than that, I don't know, he says I'm pretty well-behaved unless I'm bratting out. <laughs> and then I, yeah. I get, like, hair pulled and butt spanked and things like that because yeah. I'm acting
3: out. Yeah, but I've, I think another uh, protocol that we've been wanting to try to get in place is uh, the collar she has isn't exactly, like, work-appropriate so I've kind of just given her a necklace that kind of is like a the, the placeholder for that like while she's uh, like at the workplace or anything else that she needs to do so one of the protocols we've been thinking of implementing um, is being when she gets home uh, like whoever's home first like whenever I get home there or whatever she'll kneel down let me take off the necklace put her collar back on and then in the morning before she goes off swap it out again nice. yeah. yeah okay so it's a minor structure
1: <laughs> so what I'm hearing and I've become interested in the process of negotiating dynamics and laying down those structures. Um, and I'm finding it interesting that you all didn't don't appear to have formalized anything until you had your team mm-hmm. which is interesting. Um, Within my dynamic as a daddy, <clears throat> um, with my partner, we pursued a relationship for six months before we uh, laid anything down, just while we talked about it. But since then, um, we, we put the collar in place, um, and then we periodically, on a schedule of once a month, um, have a sit-down where we bring a contract up and start making edits that fit what we have found we needed. Mm -hmm. Um, And one thing that I do have in place as a protocol is I receive an email every week so that whether or not we're getting along, um, my baby girl has a place to vent, either to talk about our relationship or to talk about life and so that I can kind of check in on how she's doing. So what's your favorite part of the dynamic right now? Um,
3: mine's kind of odd. Like <laughs> it was the first thing that came to mind.
2: Yeah, I feel like mine's is really odd too. And it's definitely, it's less of a general thing and more of an us thing. But <laughs> so I now have like, okay, there's two things that I really like. It's the first one is the fact that he understands my little language
3: Which is grunts, by the way.
2: And sometimes (laughs) just, like, half sentences. But, like, the other day I said something. Oh, I said, can I have some hot chocolate? And I think all I said was, can chocolate? And he immediately was like, yep, and got up to go make it, get it for me. And my sister was like, what did you just say? And I was like, can I have some hot chocolate? And he's like, did she not say that? Like, yeah. it was clear Like, legit, day.
3: in my mind, I thought she said hot chocolate when she was looking at me. I'm like, okay, I can do that. Yeah,
2: clear as day. And I realized it right after I said it, that I literally said maybe two syllables. <laughs> and he just, clear as English, was for him. And she was like, what? <laughs> and, um, that's, so that's my, probably my favorite part is that. And then the fact that I do have a little language of grunts, where I'll just... I don't know. It, it, like, grabs his attention, and then, like, he, he usually knows what I mean. Usually.
3: Like, on the flip side, I'm having to sit there, like, just... <laughs> okay, what are you saying? Still not gonna tell me? Alright, we're gonna go with the, the process of one grunt for no, two for yes. Is it this? <clears throat> this. <clears> this. <throat> <laughs> you know, you just keep going down the list Until yeah. one of us finally breaks And it's like okay no we need this And it's like okay thank you
2: <laughs> Yeah I think the grunt started as like a pouty thing Like I would do it when I was pouting uh-huh. And then it changed into now I do it for like I just want attention like it's my attention thing It's like mm. I do it And it's pay attention to me And he immediately looks at me and he's like what <laughs> And then I do it again Until he knows what I want <laughs> So that's my
1: favorite thing currently. So what's funny about that is it reminds me of the story of twins. And I always keep reading or hearing about twins inventing a language for themselves. Mm -hmm. So the first part of what you're saying just calls that back to me. And I Mm -hmm. love the idea that a daddy and and a little girl or a baby girl can kind of have that shared experience. That's
0: awesome. <laughs> now, now I just want to like start implanting weird things into your baby girl's mind so she can just mess <laughs> with you. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, just as soon as this is uh, over, I'm going to send her a message and be like, this, 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 see what's next. And then they're all be doing like,
3: all kinds like of things. Pushing <laughs> it too is like, get her in trouble, get her in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: that's. Yeah. Sorry, uh, I wouldn't let you answer, but I do have one question: Uh, pulling hair and uh, the Uh spankings—would that be a punishment or a funishment? That's a funishment. Yeah,
3: it's very lighthearted when it happens. It's—it's never like I'm having to legit like grab her, push her up against the wall or whatever, and like, oh yeah, we do do that, but it's not like, oh my God, you're just. Yeah. oh I gotta put you in your place it's mm-hmm. more of like okay you're playing with me come here <laughs> let me deal with you there's
2: a lot of chasing around the house because yes. he'll be like come here and i'll be like no and then i'll just take off and he follows and he always wins uh-huh. he always wins unless i like run into the bathroom and close the door and then I'm just but then he waiting. like lies and wait, and i'll come out and then there he is and i've been caught uh-huh.
1: <laughs> i love the tie between ddlg and primal <laughs> uh, that's another thing we have in our yes,
3: 100. Uh, yeah, percent because she likes to scratch. I like to be scratched, and that's kind of turned from like her biting me and leaving marks to me being like, "Will you please just fucking scratch my back?" <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> it's like it feels good, in the you know vanilla way of like, okay, I have an itch or something, or it just feels a good sensation. And then like when she gets down into the deep, it kind of mm-hmm. fills that slight mask aside that I. Have.
2: <laughs> and he now growls a lot. Like, he growls in
3: general, just like he growls when he's
2: happy and when he's frustrated and when he's like in the mood. Like, he just growls. <laughs>
3: Going back to the grunting, along with the growling. Uh, I was about to say,
1: that's a, like that seems like a pair set. Yeah, yes. and it's like,
3: you know, you start, like, reflecting the person you're around a lot. Uh, we've called that bratty daddy for me. Because there, there's times where I'll decide to get bratty back and, like, have the sass right back. But I want it. It's like, well, tough. But I'll still end up, like, maybe doing it. But sure. it's like, whatever. And then, like... There would be times like I'll just decide to like, be like mm. myself and like kind of give her a dose of her own medicine. And like, then when I'm to be wanting like, something. "What?" <laughs> yep. So and just, then
2: I have to figure out why he's doing.
3: And then the I'm just sitting there power. maniacally laughing <laughs> and either inside or <laughs> externally too. It's just like, isn't this the best? Dati,
2: <laughs> Dati. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: so so it, it, it's one of those small things that. a lot of people might take for granted in relationships and other people just might not have but like just the way she like looks at me either just when I'm in the room when I come into the room when I come home stuff like that it's a little different than just I don't know like that cliche you've been married to somebody for 10 20 years and you're just like oh hey like when when they come home it's ah, daddy, <laughs> and like, runs, hugs, and all that, it, it, it's a big difference from anything I've ever had, you know, <laughs> as we get sappy, we get. but, yeah, it, it's, it's one of those small things that, yeah, ends up meaning a lot, and it's just a favorite part of it, because, on all of my vanilla relationships, I've not really been a thing, <laughs>
0: Because you guys cannot see this, I am actually <laughs> in the oh, here. Oh. Like, I got all the deals. Like, I can't even express it. Something about passing 25. Now I get all emotionally <laughs> tapped. Uh. I just get all the feels, and he and he's sitting right beside me, too, so he's <laughs> So if y'all hear boo in a minute, uh, just know, thanks for having a moment. That's
2: <laughs> great, because I am just about to go over 25, and I'm already an emotional mess. Yeah. <laughs> so.
0: I was never emotional that much before 25. <laughs> now I can be like, animal on the side of the road looks up at you a certain way. I don't even like animals that much, like. and i'm like oh poor baby yeah i get that what do you wish people understood about ideology like what is a common misconception or
3: my biggest thing is is what's kept me from telling my couple of best friends about like our dynamic is I i just don't want them thinking like Oh, so when y'all are having sex, she calls you daddy or whatever, like, in bed. It's like, no, it's deeper than that. And, like, it may not even be that, but it's deeper than that. It's, like, I don't want... Like, if I tell them, it's like, Hey, we're in a caregiver-little-daddy-little relationship. I don't want it to come across as, like, Oh, it's the cliche that you see on the internet of, like, Oh, my daddy fucked me. It's like... Calling them that because it's become pop culture in a way, I guess, and that's the best term I could think of to use for it. Of like, it's just become the popular thing to call your boyfriend "daddy," like, ironically or something. It's like no, like, it's the legit thing. (laughs)
2: Like, it's more than a label.
3: Yeah, it's more than just a label. It's like an actual, you know, it's a lifestyle. That's why we're here talking about it. It's like it's our lifestyle and. It, it's not a weird thing like it no. like that's another misconception that people might have like it's like oh so your girlfriend wears diapers or whatever it's like okay that's for some people but for us particularly no that's not us mm-hmm. we're strictly like a five year old like if that's like one of her lower ages, a five year old can't like go into the kitchen cook a fucking five horse dinner no. daddy's gonna have to go in there and do it not complain right? like a normal boyfriend would be like okay I've got you babe (laughs) like let me go take care of you you just sit there have your sippy cup do whatever like cuddle the stuffy watch a cartoon I'll take care of you (laughs)
2: um things I wish people understood about DDLG I think there's like there's many things but I think one of the main ones for me is the fact that I feel like DDLG is its own dynamic and a lot of people confuse it with like dom dom sub and it's like while it can have that in there you can also have a little that's not submissive Mm -hmm. and i also think some things that i wish people knew is like even if there's not a set like number of characteristics you have to have to call yourself a little or to be in a ddlg relationship just like there's not a set number of like characteristics to be a submissive like Example is, like, I don't, I don't, I'm not a adult, what is it, a, uh, adult, adult AD, yeah, A D Yeah, A, B, D, D- L-, L. L? Yeah. Okay. Like, see, like, that's not me. Yeah. But just because that's not me doesn't mean that I'm not a little. And if that is you doesn't mean that, well, that would make you a little, but, like, that doesn't, you know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. And there's other things where it's like, some people will be like, well, I'm not really into, like, cartoons Mm -hmm. it's like well you don't have to like cartoons to be a little like just like all littles don't like to color like you don't have to there's not a checklist per se it's more of a feeling like It's it's less about the things that you like coloring cartoons diapers sippy cups passies a lot of littles don't like sippy cups and passies and that's okay and you don't have to like all of these things to be a little it's more of the actual relationship if you like the caregiving if you like like giving up that like giving up that control slipping into a space where you need somebody to pick up the extra slack where they take care of you because you're in a mental place where you're not taking care of yourself not in a bad way or in an unhealthy way but just in a I don't know, little way, (laughs) that it's okay. Like, it's okay. And I think that's the thing that I wish more people knew is that you don't have to have all these things. Because I think a lot of the stereotype with DDLG is that, you know, all littles wear diapers, do sippy cups, you know, all these, like, all these other things. Um, and that's not the case. And that sometimes turns people away from the lifestyle Mm -hmm. where they don't even give it a chance Mm -hmm. because they have that misconception. And just like every other, um, aspect of BDSM, this is DDLG or caregiver little is subject to the people in the relationship. So, that's, I think, the thing that I would like, is if more people didn't just go, oh, DDLG, like, it's automatically a sex thing, Mm -hmm. it's automatically a diaper thing, or it's automatically just a title, or, like, it's automatically associated with, like, oh, so you have daddy problems, like, daddy issues, like, mental health problems type of deal. Like, these four things are not the case. It's it's so much more than that, Mm -hmm. and that's what I wish people would know. Okay, I can definitely... (laughs)
1: I'm great. And this is how you connect to your local BDSM community. First, create an account on FetLife. It is the Facebook for kinky people. Second, set your city and state to your actual city and state. Third, click that city within the Places area of FetLife. Or attend lunches and events in your local area. This has been how How you connect with your local BDSM community. community. Yay! Yeah!
0: I suppose Um, For your friends that you haven't told about it Mm -hmm. um, Have you ever thought about like writing them a letter? So like when I came out per se to the people that were closer to me that didn't know already um, I wrote like this letter explaining my dynamic Mm -hmm. like it was an email And it just kinda went through like the basics that you needed to know to like really understand how deep this connection was with my slave at the time and why that was
3: why certain things were happening and stuff. Yeah, Yeah. so
0: that they couldn't just think you know, kinda like you you said your friends would just think that she's just calling you daddy to be calling you
3: daddy.
0: (laughs) Or you just you know? Yeah, because she it's has like let it said, slip
3: sometimes it. around people. and yeah. like, I just have to play it off. as like we have cats at home, and I get called daddy, she gets called mommy because we have fur babies. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, yeah, it's actually a really good idea because, like, especially since uh, one of them lives here in uh, town, and another one lives where um, I'm thinking of moving that one we'd definitely be spending a lot more time with so I've been wanting to tell like especially tell them if like okay especially we're going to be like living really close to each other and hanging out a lot because like she doesn't really know anybody out there where she is yet and I'm not going to know anybody so it's like probably going to see each other at least like three times a week so you're going to be front and center in our dynamic like seeing it firsthand unless we're gonna like be hiding it so it's like I want to let you know yeah <laughs> so she's in here shaking her head like no I don't want to hide that around people it's like it's, it's, yeah it's I like, like you're gonna you're gonna have to see and like understand why when you come into our place like why she's calling me daddy why she gets grumpy moody it's not because she's like pissed at the world it's she's just kind of done <laughs> adulting <laughs> with the world today so it's like it's nothing against you it's nothing like is wrong with her it's just she's little <laughs> so yeah very cool. i may try that <laughs>
2: piggybacking off of that um so my sister knows about our dynamic and stuff and she doesn't particularly get it and she's tried like she's made a couple comments because she doesn't understand it and it's it's, it's sometimes it's really hard to explain mm-hmm. your dynamic to other people. They don't get it, you know. Like a lot of people can look at DDLG and just be like, "So you're just lazy, and you have him take care of you because you're lazy." And it's like, no, that's actually not the case.
3: Because um, <laughs> little you has done chores before.
1: <laughs>
2: well, yeah. Like I mean, I still do things, but like if he gets my sippy cup. Or if he makes me dinner or something um, or if he bathes me once every once in a while these are things that on the outside looking in it's just like but why like that's weird and it's it is really hard to explain it and I think the easiest that I've oh, not the easiest the best way that I've come to do it is really just breaking it down and being like it's something that makes us both, like, people tend to not argue as much when you go, it's something that makes us both happy. Like, it makes him happy to provide the caregiving. Like, it makes him happy to do these things. And it makes me happy to receive these things. (laughs) And it also makes me happy to give him, because it's not, it sounds very take, 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 and give, 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 on the other ends, but it is a back and forth. And so it makes me happy to, you know, give him all of my little affection. And do the things that i do do in little space that make him happy and loved and things like that and when you kind of phrase it like that people tend to maybe not even understand it but they stop judging you as harshly where they're like well if it makes you happy type of deal um because it is really hard to explain the dynamic to somebody who just i don't know is not even in BDSM, right? <laughs> um, and I think the other thing, kind of, relative to this, is that I do want to say on the whole giving and um, taking thing, is while you know littles have chores and stuff like that, but while your caregiver is caregiving to you all the time, you you as the like the little and just as a a person in the dynamic or relationship, have to be aware of your caregiver's emotions as well. Because sometimes there's days where it's like, you know, you've been doing a lot. Like, you take care of me all the time. I want to take care of you today. And, I mean, I've actually done like had a daddy day, I call it daddy day, while I'm still little. Like, I might not make him a four-course meal, but if he gets some chicken nuggets (laughs) and, like, taquitos (laughs) and rice or something in bed to where he didn't have to get up and make the meal, that's still... Like, it still helps and it still takes care of him. It still gives him a little bit of a break from constantly taking care of me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe one day it's like, well, I'll do laundry this day. So Mm -hmm. you don't have to do laundry this day. (laughs) And I'll make the bed and put all the stuffies in order. So you don't have to make the bed and put all the stuffies in order. Mm -hmm. And things like that. And, um, or it's like. You know, you've gotten up and gotten me my sippy cup, like, six times today. I'm going to get up and get it this time. Okay. Things like that. Like, you just have to remember that while it is a dynamic, there is two people in the relationship dynamic, and sometimes you have to take care of the other person, just like they take care of you. And that's not a swap of roles or anything, because you can still be little and stuff like that while you do it. Mm -hmm. It's just... Taking care of the other person's mental health as well. Absolutely. So that way they don't burn out, and it keeps your dynamic healthy. So that way they don't get resentful or anything of
1: having to always be going Mm -hmm. type of deal. I mean, one thing I find that is important to me in relationships is one, to recognize that all relationships are individual. And so I keep having to explain that to people if I'm talking about uh, BDSM or non monogamy or... DDLG is that no matter what the specifics are all relationships are individual. so you define the relationship that meets your needs and that meets your partner's needs Mm -hmm. and the other thing it circles back to is energy exchange you're giving each other your energy in the ways that are compatible for you
3: yeah Uh, I think that's she actually explained that to me last night she actually called it a love language like mm-hmm, like yeah. you have yeah like you have all this like acts of service uh what are the acts like social of ones
2: um words of affirmation giving gifts quality time and physical uh, touch yeah oh, so
3: yes. so you have all of those like in the vanilla world but then you get into this like into the world of BDSM like you've got like the daddy little of, like like she was saying like the caregiving and the receiving like that's good like getting to the dom sub of what whatever level of dynamic if you want to call it that that you're at you getting beat might be your love language mm-hmm. since it's you know in the bdsm world it's yeah. not, that that's a thing <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that's, yes. so that that's uh yeah I, I feel like that the bdsm world has its own set of love languages at I, a way I think I'm, I don't know if you said it but I definitely said it I feel like it's a deeper connection because especially within like some of the more submissive areas like you have to have that trust in a person, and person. You, yeah, you see in like the, the vanilla world you can barely trust like some people barely trust their partner in the next room hey,
1: sure.
3: hey, or like right next to him it's like what the fuck are you doing on your phone it's <laughs> like, but like that level you're not going to get that of like okay I trust you not to hurt me mm-hmm. in so many different ways. Right. So, because
2: physical pain might be your thing, but you're trusting them with like more than that. You're trusting them with your like emotions, your emotions and your health. psychological and yep. everything else. It's like you have these boundaries and you trust that person not to pass them. Um, and then in the way that when when I brought it up to him last night when I was talking about the whole love language thing, it was more of when explaining caregiver little dynamics I was saying that um one of the things that got me into it or one of the things that make me one of the things that I like about it or that I the reason why I needed it or some or however you want to say it Mm -hmm. was the fact that when I'm little I'm more open and more vulnerable and I feel love so much more like He'll scoop me up and like give me a million kisses when I'm little, and it just makes me feel overflowing with love. While when I'm in like a neutral headspace, I'm more, you know, I'm more focused where I'm not like opening myself up so much to receiving love and things like that. And I just, I'm a little bit more closed off. So. Um, I don't know, little me just kind of opens up and can accept affection a whole lot more, and I feel the most loved when I'm in little space and receiving it. I mean, I still feel loved in neutral headspace. He always (laughs) makes me feel loved, but I just, it's more... For me,
3: you make it easier in little space. Yeah. (laughs) Because you're in little space so often that when you get into that neutral, and I I don't know, high neutral, I don't know if we want to call it that, but when you're, like, uber independent... It's just kind of like, sit back, put your hands up, put your hands in your daddy pants, just be like, okay, I'm going to sit here, let you do your thing, come back to me when you're uh, coming down a little bit.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and that's something also is that when I'm little, you know, it makes him feel needed. Yeah. And
3: that's Yeah, and when, when you're in that like very high neutral space, you're you, you, you literally don't need me. Like you've told me before I get in your way. And it's like Let me do this, <laughs> let me do this, let me help you. Like, no. It's like okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah
2: cool. But that was the love language thing yeah. that I was talking about last night. Awesome. <sighs> Let's
1: see. I'm looking at other questions.
0: In your opinion, yeah. what is something mm that should be thought of more before entering into this type of relationship? Like, is there something...
1: Anything most people should steer away from? Yeah. Or just, yeah, considerations before Um, entering the DLG.
2: So, I'm gonna go back to that whole not being burned out and resentment thing. I think that one thing to really take into consideration is when you enter a caregiver little relationship there is caregiving. Like, it might not be on the same level as if you had an actual child because you are, like, the little is an adult who sometimes adults and, like, isn't gonna kill themselves if you're not around type of deal. Like, you don't have to give constant supervision (laughs) like you would a child, (laughs) you know? Um, But it is a lot of just taking care of the other person. Like, you know, he makes food for me sometimes. Like, sometimes I make dinner, but most of the time he makes dinner um <laughs> and you know sometimes i've slipped so far into a little space he changes my clothes or he'll like i said um bathe me um one time i was so little and just so done and just like nope that he shaved my legs for me because he's the most amazing person in the world. Or actually like, there's a
3: funny story with that
2: there is a funny story with that but um I'll get to that in a minute okay. but uh like there's just a lot of not only actual acts but it's also emotions like you know he has to have the patience to deal with me mm-hmm. when I'm little and the playfulness to play with me when I'm little like I have stuffies I have so many stuffies and he knows the stuffies' names and we have whole conversations about the stuffies. Like, I threw stuffies at him one night and he was like, stuffy abuse. And I was like, it is not stuffy abuse. So we now have a
3: stuffy secret council that she's not a part of. (laughs) To discuss the
2: treatment of stuffies. Which is perfect. Thank you. That's (laughs) fantastic.
1: That really is awesome.
2: (laughs) And, like, he'll color with me. He has his own coloring books that are like, Um, Jurassic Park and Lord of the Rings, while mine's are, like, princesses and, like, Disney and, I don't know, things like that, and so he'll color with me and he'll, like, play with me. He went out and bought, like, those bouncy ball things, like the dodgeballs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I like playing with those. He went out and got me two of them so we can play outside. When the bugs aren't around, he kills yes. all the bugs for me and deals with the fact that I freak out That's a jazz like thing. little freak out. <laughs> but like, it's just, yeah, it's a lot emotionally and act like actions mm-hmm. that you have to really think about. Like, are you prepared to really take care of another person? Because mm. like, I know for me, I don't, I don't like taking care of other people. Like, I don't. It's just not how I go. Like, I take care of him occasionally when he needs a break because, you know, I love him and that's just what you do in relationships. You take care of the other person. But like, not nearly as much as he takes care of me. And so you have to be like, really think about if you're ready to like, take care of another person. And then if you're ready to be taken care of, because like he said, when I'm in that high independent state where I'm like, no, I'll do it myself. Like, it's fine. That's, that's fine, but I also have those times when I am little and he can do those things. If you have a daddy with somebody who's super independent and never lets them do anything, that's not going to work yeah. because daddies need to be needed, and they like caregiving. And if you don't need them to do anything for you or don't like go into little space or let them do the caregiving, if you're always doing it yourself, then now they're not getting fulfilled type of deal. So maybe that DDLG is not for you so i think on those two sides you need to think about it are you as you as the top um or the caregiver ready to caregive, and are you as the little ready to accept caregiving
3: mm-hmm. and not be super independent mm. yeah so i definitely say from the uh topping side uh you need you probably need to be ready to have somebody that needs like needs that attention like i'm gonna go ahead and put a label on it is the attention because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> knowing jazz knowing another friend of ours uh, that's been having trouble finding a good daddy has been getting the attention that they think they need mm-hmm. so like i see the level that jazz needs and that's just coming from a day-to-day thing it's not an unhealthy amount of attention it, it's just it a lot, like, in the more, I guess, what, more than an average person might mm-hmm. be because, because, you, you, like, average people probably like, okay, you're, you've given me enough attention for the day, I need to, like, put my phone down, not talk to you, maybe until tomorrow, <laughs> kind <laughs> of things, like, you have, like, people out there that are like that, but, like, I don't know, I don't know if it just comes with the little side, or if it's just in general with some people, but... Uh, you as a daddy or just the caregiver in general need to be ready to potentially have that coming, like somebody is needing your attention, needing uh, for whatever reason because um, we got to talking when we had <laughs> discussed uh, like some of the some things about our dynamic and where they stem from that some people have like abandonment issues and stuff Definitely. you need to know these things and not just brush them off because like, if you're just in a standard relationship in a, in a way you can brush them off Because I mean you shouldn't let, <laughs> let, me, let me clarify that You should not But half the time they do go Brushed off half the time uh-huh. But if you're this close with that person In the BDSM world You're a, Like she said She uses the word vulnerable They're a lot more vulnerable with you Right. So you've got to be ready to Give that person all of your attention I want to bounce back to that uh, funny story, uh, real quick, about the shaving her legs. Uh, her best friend had posted a picture on FetLife of was it? No, no, it was somebody else we saw. So
2: one of my friends um, that I have in one of my groups, um, she had just posted a picture of her submissive shaving
3: That's what it her was.
2: legs. And at the same night, he had done it for me, and I just thought how funny it was that you can have the same act and it'd be totally different because Mm -hmm. him doing it for me was a caregiving thing, not a submissive thing at all. It was him taking care of me because I was mentally done. Mm -hmm. Um, But for my friend, it was her submissive doing what she wanted him to do and taking care of her in that way, but like... It was just so funny to see the same act done in two different ways. Yeah. So, you've gotta,
3: yeah, so, so you've also got to, So you've also got to be ready to break yeah. some stereotypes of yeah. the submissive world. Because like uh, we've even talked about it before, just like her asking me for things and me doing it to some could be seen as an act of submission on my part. Mm-hmm. Whereas no, it's it's just strictly literally the caregiving part yeah, of it. It's, it, it's is nothing about being up. submissive to her or anything, it's just it's strictly that. Like, so when you, I
2: asked if I can have hot chocolate, he got me hot chocolate.
3: Yeah, and, and the, not even, like, going into a don't point, of, like, sometimes I'll do it, but that's, like, the bratty side of me, coming out of, like, the say please. <laughs> you know? Uh, like, sometimes you just gotta, you gotta break some of those stigmatisms. that uh, uh, the right word. Stigmas. Stigmas. Yes. I have yeah. stigmatism in my eye. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> but, but, that is
2: definitely something that is sometimes in the gray area is the caregiving because so much of caregiving is doing for the other person Mm -hmm. and normally in bdsm if you do for another person you're that person's bottom sure but that's not actually the case in caregiving you're caregiving for your other person so don't
3: think that it's above you in a way too like don't be sitting on that daddy dom high horse of like uh no you can do that
2: I mean some things they can, Some things your little can do but then other things you know like sometimes I get my own hot chocolate <laughs> but then sometimes when I'm like really little and I ask in a cute little little voice mm. and I'm like will you get me hot chocolate peas?" they'll be like okay yeah that makes
1: yeah, you. sense <laughs> I love the idea like for me being a daddy also is about setting goals to help, to help oh yeah things. So I find myself setting goals that, okay, this month, I need you to do this every day because you have this goal that you want to work on. And it helps set you up for success oh, yeah. to get that done. And so, because we don't live together. So for us, DDLG means that I'm kind of help ushering you and guiding you to where I see you want to be. And then if I see certain things that I can use the community to help with, then I'll do that. Mm -hmm. So Very Very cool. Um we are at about the point for the kink of the week Mm -hmm. and kink in the media. Kink in the media, yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You're
0: welcome. (laughs) See I can be nice to Gray sometimes.
3: (laughs) So, we're going to talk about, uh, who is it, Joe Jonas's wife calling him daddy? Call him on I have uh, not social seen media? That. No. She, she, uh, called him that on Instagram and that made its way around some of the rounds. We may <laughs> have to. It's like, ooh.
1: To. We may have to. But oh. no, what I found this time was on the, uh, New York Post, we had these dominatrixes double as therapists. Ooh. I think I actually read
3: that Interesting. Yeah.
1: So, And this, for me, the idea of this, because I'm not going to go into the article, (laughs) but the idea is that uh, it calls back to what you say about throwing away certain stigmas and Mm throwing away certain expectations of roles. And I think that can be broad enough to be outside of DDLG but also into BDSM so that when I see people who are dumb, you know, switching into that caregiver role to do the relationships. Again, one of the things that attracted me to the idea of BDSM um, was not the fact that people kept asking me to spank them, which that was how I first encountered it, but what drew me to it was (laughs) the idea of helping someone grow, and so, and using the authority that person Grants me, mm-hmm. in order to achieve that goal, mm-hmm. and so helping healing is definitely an aspect of that that I can admire. Yes,
3: yeah. so I think that's a fair point to say that like BDSM is just about the pain; it's about the deeper connection, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: the energy exchange. No matter yes. what um, dynamic yeah. you're yeah. in, no matter what what form it takes, that energy mm-hmm. is still mm-hmm. in motion.
3: Yeah, cause mm-hmm. you, you don't have to be beat or like called names and, you know, degraded and stuff right. to feel good. And it could just be as simple as, you know, like what we do, of like giving up a certain aspect of life. Like if you want to just, I don't know, with the whole like Dom sub thing, if, you, if your submission is just giving up just a minor thing, mm-hmm. like that that's your level. And if that may, helps you feel good, great. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. It, it shouldn't be something to be frowned upon. Right.
2: It's all about everybody being happy, everybody getting what they need, because mm. that's really so, what it all more. comes to. <laughs> it. Well, I mean, when you look at every dynamic, it's mm-hmm. sum- submissives need to give up that control in one way or another. And dominants like to have that, like, like to have that control yeah. and have that responsibility over the other person. And um, like sadists and masochists, sadists need to give, like, pain, and masochists, yes need to take pain and caregivers (laughs) need to care give and littles need to be taken care of and Mm -hmm. you know it's just primals need to hunt and some need to be prey like it's just everybody has something they need and they find the
1: other yes yeah so I uh, the, the people listening can't see this, but you are revving up like someone's charging you, like you're the battery of a car. <laughs> it is fantastic. Hey, hey, it's fantastic.
3: Hey, hey, it's passionate.
0: All
1: right. Uh, we are just about out of time. So I'm quick, as the music comes on, quick note that our music is Bleed, original song by Mama Honey. Uh, find them at mamahoneymemphis.com. You can find us on FetLife at BeyondVanillaBean Vanilla Bean. That's B Y O N D, and on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as at B Y O N D Vanilla. Thank you so much. Oh, and we'd like to thank our guests for yes. coming and talking with mm-hmm. us thank today. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Jazz. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you so much, Jazz. Thank you, Squirrel. Yes, thank you.
2: We were happy to be here.
1: And as always, thank you all for coming back to us. And we'll see you very soon for episode four Beyond the Vanilla Bean.